Hello all and welcome to episode 28 of the Winning In Podcast. It is the two amigos once again. My name is Eric Darrenheim and this is Game Hohenstein. Yeah, that's me, the cow, today. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, we were joking that I never can get Gabe's uh, last name right. It's Hohenstein, 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 I don't know. That's um, something. It's it's just a hoe <laughs> at this point. As long as you say hoe, we're just leave it there. We're content. There you go. <laughs> uh, so we are going to be going over the battle hardened LA results as well as the Ace tournament that happened the following day, and then we yeah, have a few new spoilers. So yeah, I mean, we got some things to talk about from that event. Yeah, we, we yeah. did it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's go. Let's just like start the event. We might as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Saturday was the Battle Heart in Los Angeles, a nearly sold out event. Um, I think yeah, it crazy. was 148 players. <laughs> so that was oh pretty damn God. cool. Love to see these Battle Hardens getting so many players. So it's really mm-hmm. cool to see. Uh, and yeah. Being on the West Coast, giving some West Coast events, that was really cool as well. So a lot of people have been waiting for that. So I'm glad we finally had that. Um, no, definitely well needed. Yeah, they had a meta breakdown, but I don't quite know where that is. I don't know if you I, ever saw that. I saw it at one point. I saw that there was 10 Kanos, and that was like my main like takeaway from it, which I thought was pretty cool. 10 Kanos, um, yeah. But golly, I really don't remember where the meta breakdown for that is, because I don't think the actual Flesh and Blood Twitter... Or anything really commented too much about Battle Heart in LA. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not quite 100 percent sure where the, the meta breakdown was. Uh, I played in the event. I saw quite a bit of Oldums, quite a bit of Lexis, quite a bit of Uzuris, and uh, Dromai's even. So it, it kind of fit what you would suspect, mm-hmm. like the top five heroes to be. But Kano being at ten kind of makes sense because, believe it or not, Kano is actually a um, he's a big, pretty big presence in the meta right now. He's kind of one of the heroes you should kind of expect to see. Uh, yeah. Kano's always does very well in a well-established meta, and this meta is very well-established at this point. It's on its... I think that Battle Hardened was like its last big um, event for the meta itself. Every time, Everything else will be with BTD coming out. Mm-hmm. So, Which is like so close. Very, very close. So when you have an established meta like this, Kano seems to be able to know what he needs to do to win. I think that's why we saw so many Kanos and even one in the top eight, which is really cool. Okay, uh, I got I got the breakdown. For, okay. This is for June Open. So that... No, it's not... The H event? Okay, this is... Yeah, because I brought June Open metagame breakdown. So this was for... Battle Hard Los Angeles. Okay. okay. So this is just some of the words got. So 23 Lexis, 17 Oldham, 12 Uzuri, 10 Bravo, 10 Kano, 8 Azalea, 8 Dromai, 7 Briar, 7 Dash, 6 Fi, 6 Katsu, 6 Riptide, <laughs> uh, 6 yeah. Viscerai, 5 Dorothea, 12 other decks. Only 6 Viscerai is kind of interesting. Viscerai has been seeing a little bit more plays recently, but, um, you know, maybe. Maybe it was just a little bit of a you know a bump yeah. that just went back down. Um, yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about the the top eight here. Well, I guess I'll I'll just mention I did play in the event. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Felt like 
this is probably the first event where I felt like I was most on my game. Uh, unfortunately, did not make the top eight with it. I did lose uh, to a Dromai one round. Um, mm-hmm. And it was really due to more of a uh, technical ruling, which was nobody's fault but my own. Um, but I just never really thought about the activation of attack versus attacking, uh, which I think cost me the game there. But that's okay. You live, you learn. That's how you learn these things. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely didn't make that mistake again. And then I did face Tao Tao um, on Uzuri. That was on stream. You can check that out. I, I don't necessarily want you to because I lost that one. But <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I lost that game. I did not have Frost Hexes in. The reason being, I know a lot of the casters were wondering what that was mm-hmm. all about. Uh, I, whenever practicing for this event, I faced a lot of uh, Uzuri players on Talashar and I think just about every single one was doing Redline Uzuri. So I was more in tune to be able to face that sort of deck than a Uzuri that ran more blues. And so therefore the Frost Hexes weren't needed in Redline, but it was definitely mm-hmm. needed there. So, you know, had we faced again, I would have definitely brought those in, would have had a better result in that. Um, and then I lost, my final loss of the day was to the actual, the guy that got the battle hard in first place last time. Um, and he was playing Guardian. He was playing uh, Oldham. So I went five and three. I got 30th. Um, but overall, I felt like I uh, learned one thing with the rulings and then, you know, I feel more prepared for the Missouri matchup. And I felt pretty good going day two. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was my experience. But uh, yeah, um, now let's get into top eight, shall we? Yeah, no, totally. Killer top eight. Okay, so in this top eight, we saw four Lexis, as she is the most uh, mm-hmm. like most represented. She was Powerhouse. most represented in the entire thing and in the top eight. Then we see a Katsu, which is pretty nice. cool since there's only, what, you said six Katsus? Yeah, not a lot, not a lot. Which is surprising to me because I actually think if Oldham is something you're not facing, but there was mm-hmm. a lot of Oldham, so there was. probably a lot of Katsus face a lot of those. But if you don't have to deal with Oldham, Katsu is a really good deck. So not too surprised to see one in top eight. Uh, we do have an Oldham in top eight, only one, which mm-hmm. that kind of blew my mind, honestly. Um, we've got one Kano, and then is that one Fi as well? So two yeah. ninjas. Uh, a very interesting top eight. Pretty damn cool. I think this goes to show from this top eight, like how good this meta was. I know some people might be kind of bored with it now, but the truth is, like this meta has a ton of diversity in its top eights mm-hmm. uh, throughout the different events. There has not been one uh, part where it was like like the calling of before <laughs> where it was like just Icelander and Oldham or something. Yeah. No, we're seeing means, a lot of diversity. You can, you can have fun and play your games in this meta, which is cool. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I always say that there's the top five and you know, so that's Oldham, Lexi, mm-hmm. Dromai, Uzuri. And then the fifth one is whatever you insert there. Cause I honestly think um, there's quite a bit of decks like Katsu, yeah. um, even this one Fi got there, you know, I Icelander, you know, there's quite a bit of decks that can make that number five. So it's just how skilled you are with that deck. And if it's your deck, you've been playing forever, you know, every in and out that's, that brings it in. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So that was the top eight. Mm -hmm. Into the top four, we get the Katsu winning, but the Fi did not. Um, that kind of makes sense. I think Katsu's a better ninja right now. Uh, Katsu mm -hmm. faced a Lexi again there. The Fi lost to a Lexi. So we have a Lexi, a Katsu. The Lexi beat the only Oldham that was in the top eight. So nice. <laughs> no, no Guardians in this top eight. And then the Kano beat the Lexi. So cool. Um, yeah, which is was piloted by Majin Bay, um, the K KFAB team. And yep. um, I am very familiar with both Peter and Maj or Caleb Majin Bay from that team. Uh, and yeah, they are both wizard mains. They love the wizard class. So it's really cool to see one of them make it in, especially in the top four. However, when we get to the finals, it is no longer um, diversified. It is mm -hmm. the Lexi Mirror. The Lexi beat the Katsu and the other Lexi beat the Kano. And a name that you would be very familiar with and that is going to be a guest on our next week's episode, uh, Brody Spurlock was the one of those match. Lexis. Uh, of course, if there is a battle harm and there's nothing else going on, you should expect to see his name. Uh, and that's exactly what we have. Uh, went against Anthony Pham um, <laughs> and was able to take it. So Brody took Battle Har in LA with none other than Lexi and uh, had a good showing about it. And yeah, it was very, very cool. Yeah, no, it was a sweet game. I mean, all those stream matches were awesome. Like, Majin Bay versus Anthony Pham. That game was really cool. Like the very last wire was like one like yeah. to the total. That one was cool. Oh, yeah. Even the finals was a great game. So it was it was interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I kind of wish I knew how to play Kano a little bit more um, and got familiar with him because it's so cool. Uh, it seems like a great time to play it and it, it seems very, very fun. And also, you're just done with your games real quick. You know? <laughs> right. Got time that to part's a, pretty nice. Yeah, God, get some food, go on a walk, go to the bathroom. Your mind might be cooking, but then you give it some time to rest. I think if we saw Majin Bay and Brody in the finals, that would, probably would have been Brody's fastest game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> golly, that is not wrong. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so good job to Brody. Like I said, he'll be our guest in the next uh, next week's episode. We have a lot to talk about. We'll talk about a little bit about the LA stuff, mm -hmm. but you know, this is just another win in the pocket or PTI in the pocket for Brody. So we won't delve too long into that. I have some other questions. We'll we'll talk totally. about. It'll be a fun, interesting podcast for sure. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into day uh, two, shall we? Oh, without a doubt, I'm excited. This is you. You killed it in day two, so I want to hear all about it. Okay, so day two was a the age open event um, mm -hmm. for June. Uh, it, there was a the pricing was actually better in this okay. event than it was the Battle Heart, which is interesting. So I was uh, actually, more, yeah, I was curious about that because I, I I tried finding online where the prizes where the prizes were, but I was unable to. So uh, if, yeah, if you I think it was a, there was about two hundred dollars more in cash prize um, okay. to first place in this event. Um, and then both events, you had a gold foil mm -hmm. and a PTI. And so this was an event to try to win that. It was a little bit less people. I think we had like 96 people. Okay. Uh, so, so a little less, but 96 is still a really good number. Uh, yeah, huge. Turnout. I think it's 
probably the biggest, excuse me, it's probably the biggest number wise for these age open events, which makes sense with it being right next to the battle hardened. So, Mm -hmm. and it was a ton of fun. It ended up being seven rounds. I was able to go five and two into it, uh, making top eight. Um, so that was awesome. Um, and like I said, like the, the day before I felt like I was most prepared for this tournament than I have been for any other tournament. And then, um, I carried over some of the things I learned from Saturday into Sunday. And I think that really helped out and really made the difference. And it's why I was able to top eight this event and let's go into breaking that down. Shall we? We shall. All right, so top eight, we once again see four Lexis in the top eight. So Lexi uh, representing once again. Um, but we have a little bit of differences in the top eight in this one. We see a Dromai in the mm-hmm. top eight here. Um, so we got a Dromai, which was one of the matches I lost to. Uh, just could not get a popper to save my life. So... Um, and that was like in the the rounds lead up top eight. We also see a Viscerai in the top nice. eight as well. So uh, two new heroes to make top eight, uh, as well as Icelander, which was I, I was on. So I am representing that wizard that we saw the last one is representing mm-hmm. that here. And then we see one Oldham again, which is the same Oldham that made top eight, Matthew Four. So congrats to him making top eight both days. Uh, but we also see. Uh, Brody Spurlock in this making top eight both days. So, and he was again on Lexi. So uh, that was the top eight breakdown. The two Lexi players face each other and Brody is eliminated in the first round on this one. I guess he can't have it all. So that's fine. (laughs) He has enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, We have the Vistra and Dromai go at it, which you got to imagine out of all the other uh, decks, you know, probably Dromai wanted to face anyone else but Viserai. And, you know, Viserai did win that one. Uh, I faced Alexi, um, which that game was streamed. You can check out that game. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a little bit more proud of that game just because I played to the best of my ability. It was just pretty crack stuff I was seeing, um, which is how it goes. I'm not any way salty or think that it's like, oh, my opponent just got lucky. That is just how the game can go. And well, was, uh, what, was, what was awesome about his deck, Eric? He had some spice in there, which is pretty sweet. He <laughs> had the, you're right. He, you're absolutely right. He had the card that basically was able to get him out of a bind, which was Trench of the Sunken Treasure. Uh, he had the treasure chest. Um, (laughs) which did wonders because it made my encase not be as effective because instead of just being able to basically time walk the Lexi, if they have a face down air on their arsenal, he can now use the trench to free up his arsenal and continue on with his turn, which is exactly what he did. So a very, a very interesting deck build, but one that got him all the way to... Uh, top eight and even all the way up to the finals so he did beat me in that uh game but yeah go check it out it's a great game um and then matthew vore was able to with oldham was able to beat the lexi player as well so in the semi-finals we have lexi versus viscerai the lexi is able to get there mm-hmm. um i think the reason is is that viscerai does have the royals uh you know stuff to him to give explosive turns but 
you know, you can only basically cash in once where Lexi has three, three of a kinds. And so she has more big turns. And I think that's why she has the slight edge there. And then the Lexi was able to defeat the old him being able to stack very well in order to get over the defense. And so another Lexi mirror in the finals. So Lexi really taking it over for the weekend in LA. Yeah, Lexi, the, it's a good deck. It's proven itself. <laughs> That's for sure. It is her time. Um, you know, the other two Tales of Aria heroes have had their time. It is definitely mm-hmm. Lexi's time now. And we will see if she is something to be reckoned with even into the next set with DTD coming out. That's like right around this corner. I'm excited to see what the meta turns into. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, maybe let's just get into that. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about for the... Um, you guys had a booth there. How'd that go? I, I asked you a little bit, but I didn't like hear, like, see some fans. You, what, what all went down? That's true. We we did have a, a booth there. Uh, we, you know, had a Metal Fab Tokens booth with Flesh and Bobbles as well. And uh, sold some great metal tokens, sold some shirts, sold some keychains. Uh, met some fans. Appreciated that. That was fun to see. Um, always love meeting the fans. It's the best part. And yeah, I got to got to talk with a lot of different people. I actually really like working behind the booth um, in between rounds. It's pretty fun. Okay, let's talk about spoilers because we had two. We had two that came okay. out since our last episode. So let's talk about some spoilers because uh, I think these are cards are pretty cool. Oh, unbelievably uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here I'm, I'm on the spoiler page. Okay, so the first one we have is Lost in Thought, <laughs> a illusionist majestic uh, action. Uh, costs one resource, is only in red, <laughs> and uh, it blocks for two. And it says, "Look at target hero's hand. Choose an attack action card. If you do, put that card on the bottom of their deck and create a ponder token, and then it has go again." So. Um, you know, a way to be able to take out some six power, but um, yeah, I, so I kind of see it in that way. What do you think? So yeah, first first few thoughts about this card, really cool and all. Um, so Mara Ferris, I think, was the one that spoiled it. I think it's always yes. cool to give credit to people who put out such sweet cards. Um, first thing when I saw this card, you know, it says Lost in Thought. You get a stripper card from a hand, so my mind, being as an old magic player, goes with Thoughtsies, but then as all the boys had to tell me, it's more like a Fendilink, like, into that kind of thing, and uh, those kind of mechanics in card games is by far my favorite. Like back in the day, any type of death shadow, like hand disruption, like where you get to be a little more controlling, but like still doing your stuff is so cool. So I'm really excited to see a new mechanic in the game with this. Yeah. I mean, cause maybe, you know, even if you're not even worried about your, their opponent having phantasm poppers yeah. or anything like that, like just being able to take out their best card from their hand. Oh yeah, no, it's it's so good. And then yeah, they get a ponder token, but like they don't get to use that ponder token yeah, until the end of their turn. So Indian Arsenal. For is lucky. it worth a damn? Like you know, it's it's really oh, really good. Sweet, I'm I'm stoked. I'm surprised. Yeah, you're coming out of illusionist out of everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it could be a draw my card even. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's even possible for it to be a draw my card. It's a red card, so it would mm-hmm. kind of fit within what she wants to do. Uh, yeah, this is a very interesting card. I am curious to see how it's going to be played. It definitely seems more of a control style card, so it'd be very cool to see that. That would attract me as a control player for mm-hmm. sure. Okay, all right. Well, let's go to the next spoiler. This one came out. Uh, 
just yesterday? a day ago from this yesterday, recording. Yeah. yeah. So Diabolic Offering. Um, a very, very cool art. I'm all about the art. Oh, the art man. looks sick. So sick. Um, I'm into that sort of gory stuff. But um, yeah, so it's a, it's a blue majestic. So it's only going to be a blue. It only costs one. It has a star for block and a star for attack. So let's mm-hmm. read it. If a card with six or more power has been put into your banished zone this turn, Diabolic Offerings power and defense are six. Otherwise, they are zero. Uh, and it has blood depth as well. So so crazy. It's It definitely looks to um, show us that you know there's going to be some cards that could possibly work with this. Right now, we know of Mark of the Beast. Yep. So if no cards came out that doesn't work with this, you could block with a Mark of the Beast on one attack, which would then banish itself. And then... You could block with this for six power, which is um, so strong for for nothing because it's a it's an (laughs) action. So it's not even like defense reaction. So you just it's a zero for six if you were using it as a block. It's a one for six if you're coming in with an attack. So if you dread screamer, then you can come in it for one for six. So it's almost a blue six power. Yeah, no, it's so cool. This is the mechanic of I just love the blocking idea with this card. Yeah, the blocking is very cool. It's something that we haven't quite seen yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but there was something else that was revealed, wasn't there? Levia Redeemed. Oh my lord, um, can you believe it? A brand new name. So, yeah, this suggests that the possibility of having a new Levia hero mm-hmm. is um, is not zero, you know? It, it, there's something that might be to this name. This might be the new Levia, uh, but it might not. You know, you Levia fans out there are very used to being disappointed. So uh, it very well could just be, you know, it could be just just wording. Oh, Twitter thinks otherwise. Twitter is blowing up talking about Twitter all the things that it could up. be. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, um, and then one thing that just kind of grazed my mind mm-hmm. uh, today was that. It might just be a new Levia that yeah. we're getting, but it might not be, you know, adult and young hero. It might just be adult. It might just be young. Some That's usually kind of what we get when mm-hmm. it's these expansion sets. We don't usually get the the young and old. Uh, Arachne we did, but when you're talking about stuff like Yoji, Icelander, Starvo, you know, we're seeing stuff that we only saw one version at that yeah. time. So this That'd might be, be something similar. Yeah. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Either way, it's super sweet. Love you, fans are excited. I think anyone's excited because Brutes are some of the funnest like heroes you can play. So, yeah. Yes, that is for sure. That is for sure. Um, and yeah, that goes about it as far as the spoilers that has came out. Uh, we have gotten our spoiler. We have seen our spoiler. Talk about spoilers, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are set to release it on July 2nd. That mm-hmm. is the Sunday, I believe. Yeah, so uh, we have that coming. We are putting out little little fun riddle hint games out on Twitter. So if you want to have a, a stab at it, we already had one person uh, guess it. But he was not mm-hmm. on Twitter. So, uh, But if you guess it, maybe maybe we'll, we'll give you something Maybe we it. can see what it could happen. And we can see, see what kind of happens. Right? Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, no, so spoilers going to come out. It's going to be awesome. And then we got all of the other spoiler videos that we make, as you guys already know. 
where we recap, or Eric recaps it, I throw it together. That's online for you beautiful people to see. So that... you want to stay tuned. Notification bell on this week. Yes. I mean, that is definitely coming. Uh, the Icelander videos are oh, being wrapped up. Those are coming. We have a video-filled uh, week ahead of us. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's it's just gonna, it's our busy season right now. So we're, yeah, it's we're exciting. looking forward to giving you guys some content. So, you guys, yeah, we're, we're just grateful for all of you, too, because it has been cooking lately. And that is That's a true. blessing, for sure. Definitely, definitely. Uh, okay, well, I think we covered it since the last time. Uh, just want to say, just as Gabe, just going over what Gabe just said, thank you guys for, for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being a part of the, the Sneak family. Um, oh, it's a big fan. I'm going to give so many people hugs when I see them. Yes. Who they are. Oh, that is good because there is one more thing I wanted to announce. Um, I have some video ideas brewing. And it's going to, the first of it, it's going to start, like I said, with our next week's guest, uh, Brody Spurlock. Yep. So maybe I'll, I'll spoil some more when we get into that. But uh, I'm going to have a, all right, I'm going to have yeah. a little a little mini doc series um, where we're going to discuss the pulse of flesh and blood across the, the mm -hmm. states. Because I hear in some places it's booming and some places it's dwindling. But in L, the big tournaments, just like the Battle Hall in LA here, it has been growing. So I kind of want to get the pulse across the nation. I'm also going to be uh, talking to different teams and seeing how that they prepare for these tournaments. So got a lot coming and we're going to start with Brody. So uh, you guys can see right there when it happens for that one. But uh, a lot of these interviews are going to happen at nationals. And it is not just for anyone in Pacific. If you want to come and tell me yep. what your local scenes is like, if you want to tell me how your team prepares, come, come find me. I'll be at the booth. I'll be all around. I'll be wearing the most wackiest Jersey that stands out from everyone. Let's go. Um, so come find me. I would just ask you a few questions. It wouldn't be any yeah. more than like two minutes. Uh, but that's what we're going to have going on. So I'm very excited for that and getting that video out there. So Yeah, no, definitely anyone from anywhere, definitely go to Eric because it'd be sweet to have like a little roadmap of the United States and other countries yes. around here where we can mark off like, like you go to each state, you get a little magnet put on your fridge. We want each state. We want each little area. Yes, so yes. Don't be afraid. Uh, Yes, I, <laughs> I, I want as many people as possible. Um, and then, you know, if you want to be recorded um, on a video or not, that's, you know. Yeah, that's a great way to get well. featured on the Snape channel, baby. You always yeah. want to show your mom um, that you're on live TV? If you're camera shy, you just, I, I'll, I'll take just the, the written yeah. word as well. So, all good. Uh, okay, that has been episode 28. Uh, we'll get uh, episode 29 coming here soon. But until then, guys... Keep oh, yeah. on fabbing, and I'll catch y'all next time.